forth, zealous of good works. One of the things that struck me about that verse, and I just kept going back to it, going back to it, going back to it, because everything I read, we don't think, I don't think we think about the, the crucifixion of Christ. Nobody took his life. Y'all know that, right? Nobody took, nobody, nobody took it. He gave it. He willingly gave it. He's like, no, I'm here for them. I will give it to you. You don't get to take it from me. How awesome is that? I'm willing to die for you. I will lay down my life for all y'all. And he does this willingly. And I've got some things written down. He said, nobody took God's, or nobody took Christ's life. He gave himself and his, I wrote gives, because, well, anyway. And his death was for us as a substitution for, he's got two thumbs, this guy. Christ died for two reasons. To redeem us and to purify us. Redeeming us by freeing us from our situation and purifying us, cleansing us from our sin. And so if, if you've been to church enough as a kid, these words have been beaten into your brain. Mostly your brain, not your heart. Beaten into your brain. So you know the story. God was crucified for us. But it, it, it says God was, <clears throat> a lot of the times it'll go God was crucified. He was crucified. He was, he died for us. They forget the part about he chose to die for us. He could have turned his back any time. I'm out. He could have said I'm done. But he chose to die for us for those two reasons. To purify and to cleanse us. And then uh, he said, I have it here, it says he gave his life to redeem us. No one took it, he gave it to them. And then he says he laid down his life willingly. And in Romans 5.2, I, I wrote this verse because it was one of the verses that was with that, with one of the commentaries. But in 5.2, it, it hit me pretty good. It says, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace which we stand. And here's that word again. We rejoice in hope for the glory of God. So what does hope, what's hope mean to you? Anybody? Anybody at all? What's hope mean? A guy had a campaign all about hope. What's it mean? Well, I hope I pass the test. I hope I make the team. I hope this girl returns my weird random text. I hope this person checks out my Snapchat and gives me a thumbs up or whatever you do. That's hope. That's the hope that we look for today. I hope that I get my driver's license after the second try. Where you at? All right. But what is hope? What, what, so those are what hope means to me. What does hope mean for you? For, for me, I hope my kids grow up to love Christ. I hope that I'm right about all this. I hope that one person in here listens to me and goes, he yells and he's loud, but he kind of makes sense. Those are my hopes, and I have a living hope in Christ. When he returns, if I'm still here, sweet, a bunch of dudes in the Bible that are going to be upset because they didn't get to see it. And I'm going to be here waiting. Be like, what's up, fam? Right? That's my hope. My hope is that one day I will, I will show up in heaven, and he'll be like, what's up? I'm like, it's about time. Like, thanks for letting me stay. But these are the things that I hope for. My hopes have changed over the years. My hopes have changed from those things I talked about earlier. But my hope is now in Christ. Should we fear if we have hope in Christ and our faith and trust in Jesus? Should we have any fear? 
I'll help you. No, we shouldn't, right? Because in the end, we're good to go. All these worldly things, these worldly possessions that we have. Every day I walk past my gun safe and I'm like, if I leave today, there's going to be a lot of guns and I hope Miss Jessie doesn't sell them for what she thinks I paid for. But, like, those are the things I worry about. Sorry, but that's why I was making sure it's locked and she doesn't know the combination. Um, but those are the things that I worry about. Like, but it, it has no bearing on my hope and my faith in Jesus. So what's stopping you guys in here nervous that we're talking about this? The ones that are in here that your parents dropped you off and they're in another Bible study or they're sitting in your car or doing something. What's stopping you from going, wait a minute. So all this anxiety and this stuff that I'm dealing with, the knots in my stomach, the headaches that I get, the crying fits that happen, What's stopping me from putting my faith and trust in Jesus? It's laid out right here. Pastor Jesse goes over it every week. It's in that book, Cooper's Holding One. It's pretty awesome, right? The same one that's right here. And this is a hard book to read if you try to read it with that stack of books there. But it's not very hard to read if you read it. Because if I read something, if I read, the, if I read a book, uh, I saw this example. Uh, if I read a book, I'm not going to go into the library, rip open, and be like, I want to read this book. Open the book to the middle of the book and read seven sentences and go, this book is terrible. And put it back. I'm never going to read this book again. I think we find ourselves doing the same thing when we read this book. We start piece parting verses. I want this verse to mean this to me. This is a tattoo that I will get and it will look amazing. It's going to be awesome. But we don't understand what we're reading for the most part. And the directions are pretty simple. Pastor Jesse says it every week. Salvation is salvation's the easy part. It's, it's everything that comes after that. It's the training that we get to prepare for our future task, which could be whatever God's plans are. It could be a mission trip in the woods. It could be Mr. Corey teaching you guys on a Wednesday night. It could be absolutely anything. I had a conversation with a young man. I'm going to say this and then I'll jump into the last verse and then we will be done. But I had a conversation with a young man a couple weeks ago during summer fun week. Not going to say who it is. Super energetic, short-haired, redhead. But we talked about, I asked him, I said, hey, are you learning about, don't shake your head, Kurt. I, I asked him about, do you, are you reaching out to kids? Are you teaching the gospel to kids? Are you doing this? And he goes, I don't know what I'm doing. That's called honesty. Let's start there. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm learning. So he's training. And I said, Kurt, you're, sorry, Kurt. That's, sorry, hey, sorry, 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 my bad. I said, Bert, so y'all don't know who it is. I said, Bert, where's Ernie? I said, Bert, I said, you being here, you're pouring into these students, and you don't realize what you're doing, being excited way more excited than everybody else to be here never used a megaphone once and was louder than me but him being here is mission work he's pouring into you guys it's awesome to see kurt here so when you see kurt in town or you see yourself doing something and you're like oh you know what there's my reminder from god kurt's a pretty good dude i think bert sorry but he's a pretty good dude and he's 
follows Christ and he's been saved, maybe I'll talk to him. Or we, Cooper, Mr. Chad, Miss Mallory, everybody in here, every single adult in here loves you. Maybe not every kid in here, Miss Mallory, but every single adult in here loves at least all of you. It's a big combined group. But everybody in here loves you and they want to see you move forward. This is your in training. You may not realize it, but you're in training now. It sounds cool because you think like there's like a fight or something at the end, but there's not. It gets rough, but I don't think it gets fight, which would be cool. So, but 14, it says he gave himself for us to redeem us from, sorry, from all lawlessness and to purify for himself, people for his own position, <clears throat> who are zealous for good works. And we kick verse 15 off, and we talk about, we, Pastor Jesse's preached on before, about being young and people questioning your knowledge of Scripture. You don't know that because you're small. You don't know that because you're little. I'm fairly certain that if I had like a Bible competition with Michaela Bryan, I would be crushed. I won't cry in front of her. But she will murder me. Figuratively. Calm down. But she will murder me. But like if, like who in here would be comfortable who in here has ever had an adult come to you with questions about Scripture? Is that like a hand raise? Is that like a wave? What are we doing here, Nathan? I want to know after we get done what the, who that person was because I need to talk to them. But it jumps into verse 15. And this is why I say that because in verse 15, verse 15, the second part or the last part of uh, chapter 2 begins with the same way chapter 2 or ends is the same way chapter 2 begins. And it says, Declare these things, exhort, rebuke with all authority, let no one disregard you. So he's talking to Titus. And so he reads, he sends Titus these, this letter. And then he's like, right at the end of chapter 2, he's like, make him respect you. That's really what it boils down to. But it's not like a respect out of fear. Like, if you don't respect me, I'm going to beat you up. Anybody in here? Tell him to respect him. Know the doctrine. Know what you're saying. Know the gospel. Preach it. Never change. Never falter. Live the godly, upright life. Be the example. That's what he's telling us to do. Be the example. Earn the respect. Be, that, be the person that people call when they have questions. Or if you're, somebody calls you and says, hey man, Tell me about your God. Me and Mr. Paul were in here, and uh, some kid wanted to talk about Jesus, and I said, hey, Mr. Paul, this kid wants to know about my Jesus. And Mr. Paul goes, let me tell you about my genius. Kid was like this tall. Mr. Paul was like this tall. And I was like, here we go. But he brought the kid the gospel. He was prepared. He had been trained. He was ready for it. This is the position that Paul is putting Titus in. This is the position that God has put us in. Be ready for it. Earn that respect. No sound doctrine. Like I said, it ends with declare these things, exhort uh, and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Exhort or declare means proclamation. Proclaim. Exhort means application. Show it. So I can sit up here and I can preach for like another hour. I have pretty cool stories. Embarrass some of y'all, that's fine. But he says, exhort or proclaim it. Or he says, declare it, proclaim it, exhort, 
application, what part of, what, what does that mean? What's the application part mean? Live it. Good job. Whoever said that, I heard it. Live it. You're right. Be the example. It's extremely hard. Everybody says when, you, when you're saved, it's easy. That's easy. It's easy. All you got to do is say a little prayer. Get your head washed. If I'm the one to baptize you, I'll hold you under for 10. Just going to say that. But it's easy. And that is the beginning of the longest race in your life. And on the way, you're going to be challenged with everything you can imagine. And if you don't believe me, pick up your phone or type into Google and show me something else search history. And then correction. Correction starts with the doctrine. When I start preaching, Pastor Chess starts preaching, Mr. Chess starts preaching, which was awesome. They start preaching and stuff's kind of a little wonky. And you're like, I'll let that slide. That's cool. Or he says something and it doesn't make sense. Or accepts something that the Bible clearly rejects. You're like, well, I love people. That's all right. I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's cool. I accept that. That's where it's wrong, right? And he says, the last verse says, let no one disregard you. Be the loudest, squeaky wheel you can. Be the light for Christ. Be the reflection. Me and my brother just finished a, a Bible devotional, The Salt and the Light. If anybody went to camp last year, it was about the darkness. One of my most favorite themes in the Bible. The smallest candle can light up the biggest room. Food, if you can't tell, I have a sodium problem. Food tastes really good with salt. That's what we're supposed to be. So what's so hard about it? So, in closing, um, two simple questions. I have to read them again. Are you answering God's instructions? Are you reading this book like Titus is reading this letter? Where he's like, okay, game time. Here we go. And if you're not, what's preventing you? If you have questions, there's like 10 adults in this room and Chad that would love to talk to you. There's some cards on your seats and I'll give you the Pastor Jesse end. There's some cards on your seats. I encourage you to write down prayers, prayer requests, anything. No comments about the speaker tonight. I'm a crier. But I encourage you guys to write a sheet of paper. Every single adult in here, if you belong to them, will get to see that. And we get to pray for you. We get to pray over these cards. When you come and talk to us, you might think you're not doing anything, but you're pouring into us by reaching out to us because we get to talk to you and we get to help you along in your, say with me, training. Good job, guys. And that's where we stand. So tonight... As the musicians come back up, I want you guys to think about two simple questions. Super easy. Are you answering God's instructions? And are you, and not, and what prevents you from doing it? Pretty simple. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, come now, Lord, just thank you. Thank you, God, for giving me this time with these young men and women, Lord. And I just ask that you're in this room as we close out tonight, Lord, and just, uh, just, just, be with them as uh, some of them may be wrestling with questions. Lord, be with them as they are just finishing out. <coughs> Excuse me, this evening. 
God, again, I, I thank you for the time that you've given me up here just to tell stories and, and, and read your word, Lord, and connect connect with uh, those that are in this room, Lord. And just thank you for, for just giving me the words. Your words, not mine, Lord, to, uh, to reach them. Lord, I, I'm, I'm so gracious this evening. Thank you so much. <clears throat> it's in your son's holy name I pray. Amen. Let's stand and worship.